You are now tuned in to PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast, and I'm your host, Point Blank Yvombi. Thanks for taking the time to be a part of this podcast today. I'm super, super glad I got to make an episode today because the last couple of days have had me in a very interesting downward spiral almost and i wouldn't say it was a downward spiral in the sense of i had things going bad but more or less in the sense of my body was trying to tell me that it was time to take a quick pause and i'll put it this way i had as i'd mentioned before i had a little bit of my body showing signs of fatigue and i knew it was serious fatigue when my alarm goes off at 5 a.m and my first reaction was not to literally kick my feet off the bed i knew things were bad my upper body felt heavy i mean even yesterday because i hadn't changed the alarm setting that i had early in the week because i normally set the alarm for 5 a.m and on monday morning i kid you not i changed it to 6 20 and when it went off at 6 20 i still found it hard to get out of the bed until like i think give or take eight luckily for me i have a short distance to walk to get to the office so i was still able to make it work slightly late but not too bad that was it was bad for productivity i did get some work done so i'm happy about that and on yesterday's alarm ringing i think my first reaction was uh maybe i didn't change the setting properly because i saw the sun was out so i think i kept it at 6 20 and that came to pass the way it was and i'm actually recording this episode on the night of the tuesday of the 17th St. Patrick's Day. And because of the coronavirus, I think we've had to quarantine most of ourselves. I haven't had my Guinness for the month of March yet, but I think I may have taken care of that quota over the last weekend. So I think I did my St. Patrick's Day contributions in advance. Thank God for Boom Bap Clay, because also got to have my whiskey the same day. So all things in moderation. So I decided to just let my body take the break it required. And upon taking the break, I think today, I had a very interesting experience because the evening that I've had had at least a degree of return to normalcy in that by me sleeping and accepting that I wasn't able to be productive creatively, it, it didn't really impress some of the people I work with and in regards to some of the guys I work with on the side because we'd like to have turnover in the quickest way possible but I, I never can force for my work to come up as clearly as I'd like it to and I literally had to write those emails that I'm never really a fan of and I think the one thing that kind of has been clear since the very birth of this podcast is I will not push myself to the limit where I can't really feel comfortable in the work I'm creating if it feels as if I'm exerting myself too aggressively I'll I'll push back a little bit and the only pushback I'm doing is to literally request that there is a degree of understanding in that which I'm trying to fulfill in that which I'm trying to complete and so far the response has been positive I think it's literally one of the reasons why I had to make this episode today and this episode is truly dedicated to something that I'd like to really like literally thank my comrade and a person I'd like to consider a brother to my, to myself and I'd like to thank Calligraph for this because when I first heard him say he was the OG my first reaction was uh the guys are gonna act weird when you come up with that statement because you never really can give yourself OG status you wait for the game to give you OG status because a decade in the game plus gives you OG status and I think he was smart in doing what he did he was quick to put it out there and I, I have to grant the man respect because he doesn't wait for you to crown him he went he went forth and took his territory and took his crown and now being one of the guys who sits at the top of the continent in regards to rap who am i to question the greatness of this young man and 
God bless him, man. I think it's a beautiful thing that I got to witness a friend, a comrade, an ally become one of the greatest rappers Africa has ever produced and to have him continue constantly being this force of great nature. I started looking in, in, into myself and into my career and everything that I've done with myself and it started playing back to the idea of what I was doing this last couple of days and there is a degree of privilege that comes with being an OG or a grizzled vet in the game. And the, and the degree of that just leads to certain things that I feel every young person who's pursuing different crafts, especially for guys who are in craft, because I know for most of you, art is one thing that you know me for. And for some of you, you're still coming to discover the fact that I've also been involved in performing arts. When you see me on stage, you don't know that I'm also the guy who also rocks the illustration work and puts illustrations out in turn over time. And I try as much as possible to push myself to be one of the few who releases artwork in record time. But here's the funny thing about also being a grizzled vet. You can't do stuff in record time if your mind is not in the right space. I try as much as possible to keep myself to myself simply because in my own space, in my own, when, with my own thoughts, I'm able to find vet analyze tunnel vision and obsess over that which needs to be done properly i'm one of the few people who if i may confess myself i'm very very comfortable alone and by saying that i mean i'm never put in a position where i question if what i'm doing is for the greater good the few moments where that actually pops up is when i get that random text from either pop or mom asking when i'm going to visit and and it's one of the few things that makes me a terrible son. I, we live in the same city, but I rarely see my parents. I rarely see my siblings. I'm mostly in front of a monitor just putting work together. And it's not because somebody's hunched over my shoulders telling me, dude, you need to complete this thing by this time. You need to get these things done. The person who's doing that is actually me, myself, and I. I put myself under this immense degree of pressure. And I can actually say it uh, verbatim because... I know why I push myself so hard. And the OG thing just comes back into the fore because when you get into a field, and again, I can't say it enough because I know it's going to sound repetitive, but it's it's going to be a recurring theme in this podcast for eternity. When you get into a field and you choose to be one of the forces of that field, being the force of nature in that field, you have to accept some of the things that come as a repercussion of that fact. We all want to be awarded and recognized for the work that we create. High chances are you won't get it on your lifetime. We, we all want to be perceived as some of the leading figures in that which we do for a living. Some of us will never get that recognition as well. We do serve the purpose of having the artwork created, hopefully inspiring somebody else and sparking somebody else's imagination to making even greater things come to pass thereafter. I begrudgingly came to accept the fact that I'm stuck in the position of being amongst those who could potentially set the bar of what trying looks like. And by doing so, I imposed upon myself the responsibility of being one of the few who tries the hardest and being one of the few who hits the hardest, throws the strongest punch and obsesses on making sure that the quality of work is above all else, the best work ever. And one of the jobs that I had this week, it demanded that I have the fastest turnover possible. But 
what I refused to do was just rush into making a drawing that's a generic version of somebody else's work. Even in times when a client tells me I want you to make a generic version of somebody else's work, I, as much as possible, try to put my own f- footprint on the work itself because it doesn't serve anyone any better if we regurgitate that which exists. And in industry, when it comes to the standards of industry, I know it's, to a great extent it works to the advantage of the industrious who have as much monopoly in making one particular kind of work be churned out as much as possible. I've seen many fields suffer because of this, because when you have more than one person who does the same style, the industry ends up becoming, given that this staple look of what things look like. I'm sure they could say that about sitcoms in, in regards to how sitcoms have been created in the United States for years and years. And I'm sure they'll say the same thing for how theatrical plays have been done locally for years and years. And the technique of acting that has been used and probably the perception of that when it came to screen acting and how that template has been maintained but i'm glad for the guys who go against the grain and become ogs in the fact that they're they've accepted the responsibility of being outside of the norm the norm being that which is considered perfection i truly believe i've come close to perfection but i've never hit the mark and recently i was told that by looking at the way, my, 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 the way I make my work, it there's a style that's starting to show itself. I do have a style, and my style has become very clear to me. I, I'm, I will say this, I do tend to push the envelope and see as much as possible if it's possible to change the style so that it at least has an ounce of separation from one drawing to the other. So I'll continue to do that in the kind of work that I create. And another thing I've come to accept is when it comes to how I work, Here's the thing about OG status that you need to consider. Sometimes the best thing that you could do is when you get the first drawing right, if it's part of a main composition, it helps to know how that first character looks. So you completely get sucked into what the character looks like and you embody this character so deeply that if you're to replicate the character in a different drawing, it's not as hard to do. And I've been able to do that so many times that I'm actually glad that my career is where it is currently because to be able to reach the status of the ability to know your pen so intimately that nothing really gets difficult for you to execute it's even more overwhelming because you get to do so much more and i feel i haven't done enough and it and it haunts me that i haven't done enough to many other people when i'm told that based upon my career and the different things I've done with myself, it looks as if I've made these benchmarks and these benchmarks should lead to even greater things. And here's the funny part. In the last 10 years, correction, in the last seven years, going on eight, now leading up towards 10, the kind of abilities I've attained in regards to my ability to create, animate, and illustrate, I literally refuse to put most of my new found abilities online because the moment it's seen by a person who potentially wants to do business with me, I know I'll get the call, but I don't want that call. I know as I put that statement, it comes off rather vain, but let me explain my stance at this particular juncture. 
By putting my work onto any online platform in regards to the kind of new techniques I've achieved and the new techniques I've attained, it puts me in a position of greater advantage. And should that person call, the last thing I want to say is I'm unavailable. And to be completely honest, I currently am unavailable. I've stated it before and I'd like to still state it again. I don't really have free moments in the next foreseeable seven months. There's no real gap in my time for other things to be created. And that's not only with the nine to five, that's also with my other co-curricular jobs that I'm trying to create and put together. And for those who are questioning if they're actually making money projects, they are in the sense of they are the slow money project. And when I say slow monies, I mean this. When it comes to easy cash as far as getting a commission done and then the invoice goes out and the job comes in and you finish the work, the client is happy, you've taken care of all corrections, if any at all, and you get your invoice out and your paycheck comes in. Those are occasional jobs that pop in and they're only there to fund the other projects supposed to be taken care of. And those ones, I'm also kind of hoping that they don't call as much because I need to get most of this stuff done. <laughs> I'm really sounding like I'm copying a plea for myself, but I'm telling you this, it's a privilege when you come to a position where you are in such a, a career position in that you've been there so long and you've been known for so much. And because of the greatness that you've achieved, because of that, and because of the advantage and because of the good work ethic that you presented, you're now being asked to do even more. But you can't touch even more because outside of everything else you did as commissions and as, as far as the commerce you've been creating for other people to be able to work with you there's also projects that you have for of your own you want to see come to life if i spend more time doing the corporate work my main agenda kind of gets affected in the sense of in most commercial cases, the agenda somebody has with a certain product that they create is for riding a specific wave that exists at a certain time. In my particular case, I, I'm more interested in making these particular small projects that I have that lead me towards putting the vision I have for the world for, to come true. I know that sounds very hazy, but here's what I'm getting at. In the last five days, there's pieces of literature that have come to my existence and they've come into my grasp. And the last episode you've just heard had very high degrees of the overwhelming effect of these particular pieces of information. And add that to the agendas that some of the collaborative writers, of which are few, the, some of the collaborative writers who, who I'm actually in, in communications with, and even some of them who've put things on pause for me to even get better and get freer so I can work on more things. In order for us, in our specific small cabal, to be able to make these specific visions come to life, we have got to start getting away from those things that Yes, they pay the bills, but to a certain extent, they stand in the way of making sure other work is done. And I know, and it's one of those debates that me and my pop will always have. And he always says, work will always be there. And to an extent, it's true. But here's my 
paraphrase of that statement. Work will always be there. Time, however, will not. And my greatest currency and my greatest wealth is my time and the few moments of it that I feel I've lost in the past. And I feel like there's a two-year period in my past which I completely lost the potential of. But even in those two years which of which the potential was lost, when I came out the other side, I became even better for it. And the quality of work I've created since then and the kind of man I've become since then has even been of greater value. And even the downward spirals that I'd got, I've gone through, be it last year or the year before, even those particular moments where everything felt terrible, the interesting thing is, when all was said and done, it, all, it was almost as if those downward spirals were my everything coming to terms with the fact that the path is crystal clear. The agenda is crystal clear. The hope of what is supposed to come is also crystal clear. What is now about to become my most successful decade is successful in the sense of it led me to putting structures in place and putting Easter eggs in place for that which is supposed to be the world-changing agenda of why there's breath in my lungs. In many cases, we're told not to take the weight of the world and put it on our backs. And for those of you who've accepted the fact that somebody else may carry the baton, I've refused to let myself be in that position. I want the smoke. I want the actual essence of that which is this craft I was given. And I think my siblings also shared this. We, we, feel, we feel this excessive need to try as much as possible to push our that which we were granted to the highest level possible. There's one time my my now deceased brother, Steve, was telling me about why he'd redo certain things in his life. And he told me the reason he'd redo certain things in his life is because he knows how many siblings are after him and the responsibility he owes to those siblings after him. And I truly became even more respectful of him after that fact. And when I think about myself, when I got into the whole craft of illustration and learning how to illustrate and even discovering even more techniques through YouTube and even communicating with some of my favorite artists across the globe and to see how far I could push it. And the number of times I've met people who told me they see great potential in my work and they keep reminding me of that which is your gift. Let me put it this way. The day I was given on my birth, was Emmanuel. And in your entire existence, if you have the name Emmanuel, you're told what your name means. For those of you who are unfamiliar, the name Emmanuel means God with us. Outside of that, in my art game, when I gave myself the, the alias Point Blank, and I met up with a lot of artists and even some of the guys who I loosely mentioned in the previous episode, Mau Mau, and I sat down with one of my, like, dawns of information, MC Carr. MC Carr told me, like, yo, the work you create gives us immortality. You're Osiris. And when he told me that, it made even more sense and it pushed me even further. And as a result, I've continued to hope to live up to the graces that come with the craft. 
other individuals when I was 19 going on 20 and a person tells you we can read literature, we could try come up with scripts, but you can take one drawing and it will make all these different pieces of literature come to life. I keep on emphasizing that and I keep on repeating that in so many episodes simply because I feel it serves an even greater good for me to obligate myself to show the world that I will not buckle and I will not waver from my agenda and the older I get in this business and I'm getting closer and closer to this birthday this year that I feel is of great significance because I've made it this far and I haven't buckled from my dream. I haven't buckled from that thing I wanted to do ever since I was 19 years old. I'm still on the same path. I haven't buckled from the fact that I gave myself the name Point Blank when I was 17. I haven't buckled. I'm still there. I, I may have wavered, but I didn't buckle from the main agenda. And probably is why in every episode I insist that you join me in these words. Be Caesar or be nothing at all. Thank you yet again for taking the time to join this episode. I know for, for, for some reason the last couple of episodes have been longer than usual, but I think there's, some, there's something beautiful in the air. And it's not the disease that's trying to kill people. There's something in the air that's of great value and I feel that there's an awakening happening that is required. It's not, it's not a, a, a rebirth, but it's like a start for a lot of things to come into fruition. And I do hope that whatever part I play in that is of value to you. Until next time.